This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. So there's something really sad I've been thinking about lately. And, you know, it's not something that anybody's done to me. I mean, it's more something that people aren't doing, especially jazz musicians. And I, I just don't understand it because I, I know that if they, they did do it, well, their improvisation skills would get so much better because... Because I just know how important developing your ear is. And the saddest thing about it, though, is that I hear music teachers online and elsewhere sometimes talk about how it's really not worth your time. It's it's not really that musical. But I think what they're doing is they're just, they're just not getting the point of it at all. And it just breaks my heart. So listen, I'm begging you. I'm pleading you. Please listen to this episode. I want to tell you why the fundamentals of ear training are important for you to be working on. All right, Joshua Mackey, just just introduce, introduce me in. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice wait, for wait, becoming wait, no, a no, better... No, no, it's just a little too... You're sounding a little too happy right now. This is a different mood. Just try it again. Try it again. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice you know what? for you know what? Hey, just, a just better... Stop, 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 because that, that's just still not it. That's just, you, know what? you know what? Forget about it. Let's just play the regular intro music. Go. Let's do it. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host... He's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right, what's up, everybody? My name is Brent. I am the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. You know, I'm going to change the tone up on this episode because you know what? All is not lost here. I'm going to tell you exactly why you should be working on the fundamentals of ear training. Now, what are the fundamentals of ear training? They are hearing intervals, hearing chords, and hearing chord progressions. And I firmly believe that if you have some of those fundamentals down and you are working on them, that everything else with learning jazz harmony, with learning jazz language, uh, not even jazz, just your musicianship in general, will improve and will be better. Now, uh, this is something that I go over in uh, a, a special free handout that I have if you'd like to go check this out. In addition to this podcast episode, it is my ultimate ear training blueprint. You can find that at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ear training so you can get that and it's also a a three-part video series where i go over more in depth how to work on how to learn the fundamentals of ear training so definitely check that out uh as well all right let's jump right into today's show So hopefully you know already, and especially if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you need to have great ears to become a better improviser. That is something that's really important. It's your most 
important asset that you can have on your team on your side when you're trying to improvise is having a great ear. So we need to be developing that. And so, of course, uh, on this podcast or in my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course and all the other things that I do, I always preach learning jazz language by ear, learning standards by ear, all this stuff that is very applicable and musical we should be doing because that will help build our ears. And so I definitely think we should be doing those things, but I also think it is a big mistake to ignore the fundamentals of ear training, which I've already said are hearing intervals, hearing chords, and hearing chord progressions. And I'll explain to you why, and I'll show you how each one of those things, each one of those skills builds off of each other. Now, as I mentioned a little bit in the intro, I've heard some educators in the past uh, argue that learning intervals, being able to hear a perfect fifth or a perfect fourth or a descending minor third, that all this stuff is not really necessary. It's a waste of your time because it's not musical, right? And the argument is, you know, when I'm improvising, I'm not saying I want to play a major ninth and then I want to play a, you know, a descending fourth below that. You know, you don't think that way. Of course you don't think that way. And I would 100% agree with that. But the big problem with that statement and that argument uh, especially when it comes to intervals, is it completely misunderstands what learning the fundamentals is all about. Fundamentals are important. Now, let me give you a little uh, example just so that you can get on the same page as me here. You know, when I, well, actually, really my entire life until I went to college, I played hockey. You know, I come from a Canadian family. I mean, I'm not Canadian, but my parents are. And so I <laughs> hockey was a big part of our life. Uh, and any of you Canadians listening know that 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 makes a lot of sense. So I, I grew up playing hockey, ice hockey. And one thing that we would do in every single practice is we would work on s- stick skills and, and puck control. So what that just basically meant is like we would spend a lot of time, you know, with our stick and the puck and just, you know, learning how to control that, you know, and doing different moves with our stick. You know, we'd also do a lot of skating drills, you know, you know, a lot of skating in a circle, a lot of different weaving in between cones, all all these kinds of drills that seem very basic, very fundamental. But the whole point of doing these drills was that when we actually got into a game situation and we started playing, we didn't want to have to think about that. We wanted to have all of that technique. We wanted to have all of those subtle nuances of actually executing the game down so that we weren't even thinking about it. So therefore, we were spending time actually thinking about those things, actually practicing those things so that they were just natural for us in a game situation. It would give us the advantage so that we weren't losing control of the puck, so that we weren't you know, slipping and falling over top of ourselves when we're trying to skate down the ice. Now, if you're not really a hockey player, maybe you're more of a soccer player, there's a lot of the same things. You learn how to move the ball between your feet. You learn how to pass uh, you know, you you learn all these different skills for using the ball with your foot. Or if you're a basketball player, basketball players do a lot of dribbling uh, drills. They do a lot of uh, different, you know, control drills so that, that, that when they're actually moving up and down the court and, and playing with their other teammates, once again, they aren't actually thinking about any of those things because they're coming so second nature. Now, that's what the fundamentals are. Let's talk really quick more on the musical side of things again. Think about scales. Now, if you've heard me talk about scales on this podcast before, you know that I I think that scales are important to learn because they help teach you the fundamentals of your instrument. They help teach you technique, how to navigate your instrument. Yeah, we can 
use them to improvise. I mean, they're not the best tools to improvise with. Not that chord scale theory is bad, but really we use them to learn the fundamentals to be able to navigate our instruments. So if we're saying that learning scales isn't important, well, then we're missing out on a big part of being able to improvise, right? Because if you can't navigate your instrument, if you don't understand it, if you don't have that technique down, then no matter what musical idea you try to execute, it's not going to really come off very well because you just don't have the technical ability or the, or the know-how of your instrument to move around it to actually do those things. Okay, let's circle back to the fundamentals of ear training. It's the exact same thing. That's what fundamentals are for. Fundamentals are for making it feel natural so that you don't have to think about it. So let's start talking about the fundamentals of ear training. Why are they important for you to work on? Let's start with the first one, intervals, which I consider the building blocks. Now, an interval is just the definition of it is the the relationship between two different notes, right? So if I have a note here, da, da, okay, I, there, there's a relationship between those two notes, da, da, that is a perfect fourth interval. I know that because I've studied intervals. Um, let's do... Uh, let's do that was ascending one. So da da. That's a descending fourth interval. You know, I know this because I've studied this, like I said. Or da da. That's a descending half step or descending minor second interval. Or da da. That's a minor seventh interval. Da da. All right. Sorry, my singing's not the greatest, but you get the point here, right? So I, I know all of these different intervals. I can recognize them. I've worked on them. If someone played them for me, I would immediately be able to tell you what the interval was. If someone just gave me a pitch and said, sing uh, a major third, I would be able to do it. Okay. Now, why is that important? Well, obviously, it helps you from the very first place, especially if you're a beginner and you have no ear training skills at all. It's really helpful because, first of all, you're able to start identifying what the sound of a pitch is and the difference between two different pitches and actually technically know what they are. Now, that's just important for beginners, but even for more advanced players, where it starts really coming in too is if you know your intervals, then you can know how to recognize chords. Okay, let me give you an example here. So if I know the sound of a major third ascending interval, okay, so here's a beginning pitch here, D, okay, D, now a major third above that is... D da, okay. D da, D da. That's a major third interval. Now, if I wanted to make a basic triad, a triad is just a three-note chord. So, if I wanted to make a a major triad out of that, I would go ahead and add a minor third on top because I know that the formula for a major triad is a major third with a minor third stock stacked on top. So now I got. D da, and then a minor third interval between that note and the next is da 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 da. So now I have D da da D da da. Right. So that is an arpeggio of a major triad. And now, because I can hear those notes individually, if someone were to play that triad just all at once as an actual chord, I can hear that too because I'm building up to that point where I can hear the notes individually, I can hear the separate intervals, and now, voila, I can hear that. Now, if I wanted to hear 
a minor triad, I know that we have a minor third with a major third stacked on top of each other. So it's da 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 da. I can hear that, right? Now, if I want to do make it a minor seventh chord, I know that I need to add a flat seven on top of that triad. So a flat seven is also, you could think of it as a descending whole step interval or a descending major second interval. So da, da, okay, that's the flat seven. But if I bring it up an octave higher, let's sing that uh, arpeggio. Da, 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 da. Okay, we have a minor seventh chord there. I was able to sing it. I was able to hear it. If I heard it played as a chord, I'd be able to identify it. And likewise, if someone were to just play a note and ask me to sing a dominant seventh chord, let's say it was this note, D, and they wanted me to sing a dominant seventh chord, D, da, da, da. Okay, I can sing that because I can hear those sounds in my ear. All right, you see how that works? So intervals are a, a cornerstone, a building block that leads up to hearing chords. Now that's incredibly valuable to have, right? Because, well, we'll go over that in a second, but well, let's really quickly talk again about how if you are starting from square one and you're just a beginner, well, hearing those intervals is going to be really helpful just for getting those basic pitches down. Because I hear from a lot of people, well, I, I, I can't learn songs by ear. I can't, it's too hard. I, I can't hear where the bass notes are going. I can't hear what the quality of chords are. Well, this is where we start if you have no idea in the first place. And again, for the more intermediate or even advanced musicians, some of us rely on having to have our instrument present to be able to figure out those chords. But what if you could just be sitting there listening to a song and you already start identifying the Roman numerals to all of that? Like, oh, I can recognize that's a two, five, one chord progression. Ooh, now we're going to the relative minor, a minor two, five, one, right? That's like Autumn Leaves has those chord progressions. And if I'm able to hear that, well, guess what? I mean, I could even walk up onto the bandstand and depending on how advanced my ears are, I could just start... You know, if I didn't know a song and the rest of the band was playing it, I could be able to play that song too, okay? So let's go back to what I wanted to get to. Chords. Now I can hear chords. That's great. Now, what is the benefit of being able to hear chords? Well, what makes up chord progressions? Chords do. So if I am able to hear basic qualities of chords and those basic qualities, uh, as far as seventh chords go, which are very prevalent in jazz music, are the major seventh chord, the minor seventh chord, the dominant seventh chord, uh, the half diminished seventh chord, and the fully diminished seventh chord. If I'm able to hear those, then I can start hearing chord progressions, right? So, for example, I know that in a major 2-5-1 chord progression, the 2 chord is a minor 7th chord, the 5 chord is a dominant 7th chord, and the root is a major 7th chord. The 1 is a major 7th chord. So, if I have these bass notes, do, da, do, do, da, do, right? Those are moving in force, which a two, five, one chord progression, uh, the, the roots move in fourths. Now I can sing that. So I can sing do, da, 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 do, da, 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 do, do, da, da. Okay, so that first chord is a minor seventh chord. Do, da, da, da. The next chord is the dominant seventh chord, it's the five chord. 
da 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 and then the one chord is the major seventh chord do da 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 okay so you can whistle or hum it if that's you know it's hard to sing you know i'm not the best singer but the point is is you can hear it in your head and you're able to reproduce it which proves that you've internalized those sounds so did you see how i was able to just now produce a chord progression arpeggiating that chord progression without having any instrument in my hand, without having reference to any of it. Now, the same as I talked about how, you know, because I can arpeggiate those chords, I can kind of hear them if they're played all at once. It's the same thing here for chord progressions. Eventually, you just start to hear these chord progressions, even if they're voiced differently, all this stuff, you start to be able to pick up on that stuff. And where it can become even more handy with chords is you can start hearing extensions. Like, oh, I hear that this is, uh, a major ninth chord because I can hear that ninth on top or a major 13th chord because I hear that 13th in there or maybe there's a 13th and a ninth in the chord. You can go that far with it too and all of that is really helpful, right? All of that is really helpful. So having these fundamentals of ear training really gives you a solid foundation. Now in my how to play what you hear ear training course, you know, we go over those in the first three modules and the last module uh, we go over translating what you hear to your instrument. And I, while I don't consider that necessarily a fundamental, I consider that the next step. And while we can learn things by ear from recordings, that is definitely part of it. We, we are able to hear what we hear off a recording, a lick, maybe parts of a solo, and then translate it. Sometimes it's, it's really helpful um, to do what we call melodic dictation. So melodic dictation is just when um, somebody or someone, uh, in the case in my course where it's just a recording of different melodies, play, plays a melody for you. Sometimes it might be familiar, like happy birthday, or maybe it becomes happy birthday but switches keys halfway through, like that's a little bit more challenging. You are starting to challenge your ear by you know, hearing these phrases and just as quickly as possible, try to play them back on your instrument. It, it's sort of like sight reading, like where like you're not, you don't really look at it before ahead of time, and you don't try to memorize it. You just try to read it and then move on to the next thing, you know, without trying to internalize it. That's what that's what melodic dictation is too, but more for your ears. Is you you hear something and you you try to reproduce it on your instrument, try it a few times, do the best you can, and then move on to the next one. So that's the next step there. Uh, that moves on from those fundamentals. But having these fundamentals are incredibly important. So what I want to encourage you to do is the next time you you hear someone say, uh, don't learn the fundamentals or it's not really worth your time, just do this, uh, you know, th those things aren't musical. Um, again, I would encourage you to refer to some of my arguments earlier. We need to work on fundamentals. The purpose of fundamentals is, is to make everything else easy so that we can actually create music. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't be applying ear training in more musical ways, but it does mean that we need to do our due diligence and work on some of those things, right? I don't know about you. I just want to be the best musician I can possibly be with the given amount of talent I have, with the given amount of time I have to work on everything. I mean, aren't you in the same boat? I believe that you are. I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you're, the reason you've gotten this far, the reason maybe if you're a regular listener, you listen to these episodes all the time, is you want to become a better jazz musician. And I'm sure it's even above and beyond that. You want to become a, a great overall musician. And ear training helps you in every single one of those ways. 
that's why I care about this. That's why I teach it. That's why I even made a whole entire course around it because I do think this stuff is important and it has helped me to work on the fundamentals of ear training. You know, for me, I felt like in my musical history, there was a bunch of different holes. And some of those holes were the fundamentals of ear training where, you know, I started to learn how to hear things off of recordings and, and that was great. And I, I started getting good at that. And that was a big developer of my ear and everybody should be doing that. But then there's these other holes where I just, I just didn't know how to recognize chords. I didn't know how to reproduce chords, you know, from scratch or any of that stuff. And when I started working on that stuff and I started getting better at it, I started realizing how actually valuable it is to spend a little bit of time honing those skills. It gives you such a big advantage so that when you actually do get up to improvise, there's these certain, you know, building blocks, these foundations, right? I mean, if you have this, if you have a skyscraper, I live in New York City, so there's skyscrapers everywhere. Now, some of these skyscrapers just go shooting up into the sky forever. It's almost unfathomable, you know, how they were built. But what really was there is these great architects, these great engineers have built these massive buildings that um, actually sway and they actually can sway in the wind. They are built to withstand earthquakes, right? <laughs> and it's an amazing thing. But at the at the the base of it is this strong foundation that's built around these buildings. You know, these things where once that foundation was in place. It just made everything else that was built up on that structure that much more ready to withstand the harshest conditions. So that's the same for ear training. I want you to work on the fundamentals of ear training. I think it's going to be helpful for you. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I do have uh, a free ultimate ear training blueprint and video lesson series. So if when you're listening to this, you're thinking, yeah, I, I think Brent's right. I think I should work on a little bit of the fundamentals of your training. You can go and check that out. Get that for free right now. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ear training. Regardless of whether you get plugged in with that or not, start today challenging yourself to work on some of this stuff, even while you're in the car on your commute, working out at the gym. And I think it's going to be real helpful for you. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. Uh, I really can't thank you enough for just taking the time. And I hope as a result, it's been helpful for you to listen to this and that you've learned something new. Again, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ear training if you want to get that blueprint right away. And hey, if you want to give back to this podcast, you always hear me say this if you've been listening for a while. Uh, the easiest way to give back for free is just simply to go to iTunes your, or your favorite podcast listening service and leave uh, a kind rating and review helps people know the show's worth listening to. It just takes about one minute of your time to do that. So go ahead and head on over to iTunes and uh, help us out there. All right, next week we're going to be coming out with a brand new episode. I look forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. 
I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.